See, I don't do anything when I'm recording this. I'm building yeah. in Minecraft. I have to build Frank a home. Oh God, Frank again. Hey. Frank, again. Right. It's me. What, what do you expect okay. me to do? <laughs> right, that's enough preamble. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Immaterial Gamers podcast that currently doesn't have a name yet. And I keep changing those words around, you know, interchangeably all the way through. So it technically does have a name every week. Uh, so my name's Ryan, otherwise known as Not Him Again, and I'm glad to say that that is the first time in three podcasts I've managed to actually introduce myself before the end of it. Congratulations, Ryan. Let's hey. give him a hand. Yay! I don't like Thank this. you. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm here all week. Uh, so this has been recorded on the 19th of August, 2018, in a very, very slow news week. Yes. Well, I mean, in terms in terms of video games, there's been other stuff that's happened in the news that's very depressing and controversial. But we talk video games, not the horrors of life. Yeah. So, yeah, let's move on with that. So, I've got three people with me today because it seems that doing a four-person podcast is actually good. It works. So, uh, let's get to introductions. First of all, I have my very good friend... Stefan, otherwise known as Masamuni113, say hello. I'll praise the Frank. Yes, our great old cultist himself, forever forever worshipping what can always be considered as bad bacon. Um, moving on, we've got the general, it's Stephen, and he's here to say hello. Hey everyone. Oh yeah, he's also got about half a throat, so he'll be able to do at least twice a podcast. That's how it works, isn't it? I think that's about that. Yeah. And finally, from the, the Great White North, with skyscrapers aplenty, it's uh, Jeff Ader, it's Duncan. You know, Canada's really not that great or white, to be perfectly honest. But is it north? It is north. Okay, I'll give you that one. One out of three, okay. not bad. Yeah. Just, just call it the sticky place. You have all the maple syrup. <laughs> <laughs> the sticky place. The great sticky place. Hmm. Tasty. Right, okay, so let's go through the usual orders of business. We will be looking at some games that we may have been playing over the week. We'll look at a couple of other pieces of gaming news on the slow news week that the gaming industry has been in. And then finally, we'll be looking at a surprising question, which I've not asked anyone yet, and so no one has any idea what it's going to be about. Ooh, secrets. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah, before before we move on to the secrets, let's start with what we've been playing. So I'm going to choose Duncan first. Oh good, I don't have much to talk about. Uh, so the only thing I have really worth saying uh, about this week is that I have an update for our progress in our ARC game that uh, I've been playing with Stefan the last uh, while. Oh yes, the speed run. Yeah, it's the speed run where we hey. try to kill all the bosses and it takes us a month to kill every boss. I don't remember uh, saying this was a speed run. Wow. It was your idea. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we uh, we we killed the first boss, guys. We did it. Uh, yes. We'll give you a round of applause there. Yes. I killed the first boss, not we. I. Yeah. Oh. Uh, well, I I bred them dinos. I did every work. To be, I guess you did get most of those dinosaurs. Yes. <laughs> So yeah, I guess it was kind of Stefan's victory. I, I there, I was there. I helped. You were there for oh. achievement. You were an achievement, huh? Yeah, cheerleading. You know. 
I I did more than cheerleading. He, he I was quite literally. Dinosaur. Yeah, he quite literally roared for our victory. Yes, I yelled at the enemy boss, and that's how we won. That was my contribution. <laughs> oh, was it more like you know just going up and saying, "Hey, hey, big feet, come on." Actually, it was Have a spider, some. so it had yeah. little feet. Oh. Had a big Many ass. Feet. And a bunch of spiders. So in a, in a game about dinosaurs, your first boss was a spider. To be yeah. fair, there are spider enemies in the game as well, and it had a bunch of those types of enemies uh, as its entourage. But yes, the main boss was like... The, it was kind of like the giant spider from uh, the second Harry Potter movie. Mm. Oh, nice. Oh, so we killed some... Oh, yeah, Harry Potter fans are going to love us. Yeah. What was that spider's name? Aragog? Something like that? Yes. It was. It was indeed Aragog. We killed Aragog, guys. Yeah. On easy difficulty. Oh. So that's one of three bosses in this map, uh, of which there are three difficulties per boss. So, make a progress. Nice. Nice. It is, it is getting there. So, do you say Ark was pretty much what you had this week, then? Pretty much. I played a little bit of Civ uh, 5 by myself, but not much to report there. Ah, fair, fair enough. We'll, we'll, we'll come back in about 1,200 turns. Um, you know, city-states should have been founded, and you know the, the United Nations peace treaty should be on its way. <laughs> peace treaty, you you foolish man. Yeah, have you ever tried playing There will be no peace. Peace. I, I hope. I need to pick up that one. I played the older Civilization games, but I need to pick up so 5. Uh, 5 is pretty good. I never tried 6, but Sid, but Steph says he doesn't like 6. Yeah, I don't um, like 6. I, I played some of 6, and yeah, 5 seems to be the way yeah. it's uh, the way to go. Uh, but uh, let's move on from 4X strategy games, hopefully for this week, and uh, let's choose Steph. Oh, um, Dauntless. Ooh, more Dauntless. Uh, and uh, Monster Hunter, I've kind of been jumping between them both. Okay, fair enough. So then, you go for your, go for your comparisons then. So Monster Hunter uh, versus Dauntless. Dauntless is a lot more open world. It's literally, you go into the town. Wait, which game did I just say? I'm getting confused. You said Dauntless. <laughs> I'm getting I've said the wrong game. So you mean Monster <laughs> Hunter. So Monster yeah. Hunter's more Mo open Monster world. Hunter world <laughs> is a lot more open. The map... I could fight a lot more monsters in the map of Monster World mm -hmm. than Dauntless. Dauntless, you go in for one hunt and that'll be it. I could spend a whole day hunting things in Monster Hunter World and find a lot of things that I can't kill or will just chase me away. Fair dues. Um, I've not really got into the crafting that much in Monster World yet, so I'm not sure about that. See, that was the, the thing that I remember about the Monster Hunter games as opposed to Dauntless, where it was, you sort of went and built stuff in preparation to take on the monster, as opposed to Dauntless's way of crafting, which was, you built nice armor using the rewards that you got from beating the giant monster. Oh no, Dauntless has the whole thing of build, building to prepare yourself. Because um, your armor starts getting resistances for things that you fight a bit further on down the line. Mm. It's like um, there's one creature that gives you fire resistance, and your next creature after that is fire. So yes, yeah, so no, I mean, I, I mean my only experience of 
Monster Hunter though, because I know that that happens late on in Dance, but my only experience with Monster Hunter was uh, Monster Hunter Portable for the PSP. And and that was a case it was like, right, so you're going to get some information on the giant monster you want to be, but you just no need to go and like kill like little creatures and go get wood and, and get stuff like that. It's like, we won't give you the armor that will help you take on the creature or the monster straight off. You need to oh, yeah, go. Yeah, you have to work for it. Yeah, sort of, sort of work for it. Yeah. Dauntless is a bit more spoils of war. In yeah. a sense, it's like you beating the monster below the one with the fire resistance gets you the preparation for the next one. But it wasn't it wasn't a case of like scouting for everything first. For what I have done with the Monster Hunter World stuff, it has been a bit like that so far. Mm. Yeah. And have you been doing anything else so far? Um, apart from that, Minecraft. Ah, Minecraft. I'm afraid. Yeah, it's, it's the modded Minecraft. So I've not been able to swim yet. Uh, um, I believe we're playing Revelations. It's one of Feed the Beast's biggest mod packs. Alright, okay. So it's sort of part of the Feed the Beast collection. Yeah, but it's it's meant to have the most mods that any mod pack's ever had. So it's um, a lot glitchy. One update just removed half the stuff Terry did the other day. Oh no, that what, happened sound to, good. what happened to Terry's stuff? Uh, he's fixed it. A lot of recipes and that have changed and things that he doesn't need anymore. Ah, so it's more of, more of like getting rid of redundant stuff rather than sort of just disappearing. Was it, wasn't redundant Wasn't redundant when he had first built it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's uh, it'd be considered redundant now or just anger inducing. Is, is that an enchantment you can use these days? No, I'm, I'm just waiting for the mud pack to catch up with um, normal Minecraft where I can actually swim in the water. Swim. Uh, swimming. Why? Why? What's stopping you from swimming at the moment? Um, no, in the newer versions of Minecraft, you can actually shift and actually go into like a whole swimming state, and you oh, become like just a sort of like... yeah, instead of just like floating, standing there. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, right, that makes it, a bit more and sense. And it makes yeah. a bit more of a mechanic to the game. There's also other sea creatures. I think there's a... Um, from what I last heard was turtles. Um, I believe they're adding sharks in at some point. Unless they've okay. already done it. I Fair enough. I don't know anything else about that. Okay. I know Minecraft's no. getting its own film. <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> Everything's getting its own film these days. Yeah. yeah it's just like one of the news pieces we've got, you know, you know, some of them are getting their own TV series, but I'll explain that a bit later on. Uh, so let's look at Steve. What have you been playing? Um, just a mix of different things. I want to try and stay out of the forex sort of stuff. Um, yeah, if, it's, if it's what's there, it's what's yeah. there. But on my Xbox, it's been a case of Rainbow Six Siege. Looking forward to the new update coming for for it. With a new operation. Yeah. Okay, so which one? What what operation have we got now? It'll be it's, um Operation Purple Gorilla. It's nice to do with London. Oh. Operation Purple London Gorilla. <laughs> it's Grim Dark, I think it is the next one. Yeah. Going it's like mm -hmm. power out. Oh, Grim in Sky, London. sorry. Grim Sky, yeah. Ooh. Grim yeah, Sky. It's, it's about it's about time that uh, you know. London yeah. had a, a terrorist operation and needed to be cleaned up. Now, actually, that's a bad thought, actually. No, because... 
given um, given this week's news, it was a bad i bad idea. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's not like Ubisoft could predict, you know, terrorist incidents happening that did may they? prevent them, you know, that may prevent them releasing an expansion to do with a terrorist incident. But uh, I mean, given just, I mean, not to get you know newsy and political at all, but just like to briefly touch on the fact is like let's face it, the, the UK's been having a pretty rough time lately, just the last little while. It's yeah. entirely possible they've been working on this for a while and just thought, okay, well, there's been a bit of a quiet period. Maybe now's the time, and then, you know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it says that just in case anyone has been, you know, living under a cave, the UK got hit with, what should we say, three terrorist incidents in the space of two weeks last year. <laughs> Wait, oh, last year? I was gonna. I thought you were going to say sometime this week. I was going to say, I've never uh, heard of this. No, <laughs> last, <laughs> last year it was like... Like, I want to yeah. say it was like four or five, maybe maybe that much. It was a lot. It was a lot yeah. of incidents all over the country. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, I can say the UK's had it bad. I mean, it's not as bad as, uh, let's say, somewhere like France, where it seems to be happening so often you can just look at your phone and go, yeah, friends, yeah. it's France again. Yeah, anyway, brief depression aside, um, have they said any... Have they had any previews of the operators that would be around for? Yes, they have. This one, then. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't remember the names. Do you see? Um, the name of the new operators is um, Maverick and Clash. Nice. It's Clash. Clash. It's Clash, the one with the shield. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Clash has got um, a glass shield. She's worked with Mi- She's worked with Mirror and Glass. Mm-hmm. This is a thing where now operators are teaming up to train a new operator. So right, okay. Mirror so and Glass like... trained Crash, I believe. So Clash. she had Clash. So she has a glass bulletproof shield, which has stunning capabilities. Yeah. Okay. That that makes a bit of sense. And then uh, what's Maverick got? Um, yeah. Who's he meant to have worked with? He, he can cut Blood a slit. In yeah. um in reinforced walls. Yeah, and it's right. quiet as making well. It's a, making a peepee hole for his shoot for. <laughs> ah, so it's like an even smaller version of uh, Hibana's thing. A little bit, yeah. Um, yeah. But it um it's useful. However, it takes a long time to make bigger holes, so it increases your risk of using it as well. Okay. But that's and actually they... interesting. That's like take take some mechanics like the fact that you know a reinforced wall is going to prevent damage. You know, now just having the ability to. I be- they're both defenders as well. Mm. It's I not attackers. That seems one... to be the way they're handling the rotation when they're going like uh, attackers, yeah. defenders, and so on. Right. No, yeah. It's, it's one of each, I think. Actually, one second. I'm sure both of them are defenders because they they did turn around and say Clash would be the first defender with a shield. Yeah, wasn't wasn't Operation White Noise? Attackers. Two attackers, wasn't it? Yes. And then the last one that just came by the the one in Italy that was both uh, those. What were they? They were defenders. Yeah, they were both. Defenders. Yeah, they were both defenders. So they've gone yeah. defenders. They've gone attackers, defenders, defenders, and then there will be attackers again. Hmm. Hmm. Just looking at the article I'm reading, saying Mavericks and attacker, but. See, I don't think he would be. I think he'd be a lot better as a defender, even if he is an attacker. I mean, I kind of yeah. like the idea of doing like one of each, personally. Yeah, I prefer mm. it that way. Then you've got better, ba- you've got better balance. 
Because mm. it's it's tough, you know, it's like even if the characters themselves aren't terribly unbalanced when they first come out, I mean, because of how different they tend to play, people aren't used to them yet. They're not, they're not thinking about how to pr protect against those things or attack into those things. And so even if the characters are balanced eventually, they're not initially balanced if there's two people per team that the other team has yeah. no defense. I, I, I just want to know what happens when Mantang... And Clash are the only ones left. Ooh. Shield War. <laughs> oh, yes. That'd be great. That'd be interesting. Turtle fight. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> like epic Hollywood music while it's happening as well. Just like... I just imagine like the, the, the music from like Neo versus uh, Agent Smith from Matrix 2. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yes, actually, that would be, just be great. And then, then just one of them says more, and then everything goes crazy. Um, God, Rainbow Six. I really should get back and play some more of that now. Yeah, but now, now the issue is Steve needs to play on PC. Yeah. Well, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Because I've actually been thinking of going back to it recently. They need, they need that cross-platform compatibility like they have with Minecraft. Yeah. yeah I've not even tried that on Minecraft yet. That would actually work. Uh, yeah, probably better than what would be happening with Sony at the moment. But uh, again, oh, we'll, yeah. we'll we'll go we'll go probably, back to probably talk about we'll that, later. that. <laughs> So yeah, so Steve, what else have you been up to other than uh, Rainbow Six? Yeah, Endless Legends. I mentioned it before before we started. I've gone back to that to give it a try. As it turns out, it was this time last year I last played it, so I thought I'd go back into it. Didn't realize it had been that long. I think I've got the game, I just don't play it. I enjoy my strategy games. Always have, always will, really. And then, of course, the other one I mentioned in the first podcast when I was in is Euro uh, Europa Universalis. Ah, uh, the grand strategy games. Yeah. Playing as Mali at the moment. We've got all of Central Africa currently, but it's like 15, 20, and there's another 300 years left to go. So, mm. I'll see if I can conquer all of Africa. That's the goal. <laughs> yeah, not not bad, not bad. Takeover is a uh, mm. taking over the world is always always good. Taking it's... over the universe is much better. I prefer the universe. I want the micro universe, bugger the main one. <laughs> <laughs> the macroverse. Yeah. Just the tiniest universe. It's in a marble. Be 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 great. Okay, so have you had anything else, or are they your? They're my main ones. Fair dues. Fair dues. So, uh, this week I haven't actually been playing much new. I've been going through WoW again in the age-old epic of trying to actually catch up and get ready for Battle for Azeroth, which uh, currently, as of recording, I'm already five days late. I was about to ask, are you actually in it yet? <laughs> no, no, not yet. Uh, Immaterium is currently at 101 She's nearly 102. Things are getting good. I managed to virtually skip an expansion in the form of uh, Warlords of Draenor because of how quick it is to level in that expansion. But uh, yeah, still not there yet. Uh, once we manage to wake Matt out of his Battle for Azeroth slumber, he'll be probably on the podcast discussing what's in there and what's fun. But uh, yeah, since I'm not there, I can't really describe much about that. Um other than that, it's just more, more asphalt on my uh, on my phone. Yeah. 
Um, and it's been board games for me. Yesterday, a bunch of the immaterial gamers, myself included, were at a, uh, a game night. And, yeah, just board games. Played a good game of uh, Betrayal at House on the Hill, which lasted forever. What, what, I've never heard of it or played it. Uh, Betrayal at House on the Hill. It's a nice board game. It starts off as a co-op exploration board game. You are a okay. bunch of... I think I've played it with you. You have played it with me. Yeah, uh, once you descri- uh, the title of it, I couldn't remember. Once you started trying to describe it, I remember it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, you are a bunch of horror movie tropes, like scared children, mad scientist, investigative reporter, uh, high school student, college student, stuff high like that. High school dropout. Yeah. Um, exploring a haunted house, because, you know horror movie tropes they can't help but explore a haunted house and as you explore the house you'll get items you get uh, events happen like dripping walls and ghostly things trying to attack you and haunted items called omens and once you trigger an item which is done through dice rolling uh, you then have a haunt that happens which means one or at least one of your friends that you had been uh, exploring the house with becomes a a big dirty traitor and tries to kill you through horror movie tropes such as spawning rats, causing an apocalypse, communing with an old god, the usual. And it is the job of the now uh, classified as survivors to uh, take them out. Sounds kind of like that Joss Whedon movie, uh... What's it called? The Cabin in the Woods? That's it. Yeah, in a sense. Except, yeah, except in this one you don't have a, uh, you know, you don't have a group of scientists in the background trying to manipulate a scenario that sacrifices can happen. That all just happens in the in the game. What I like about it, though, is that the, the haunt is randomly generated. So there are multiple scenarios based on combinations of Room and Omen. There's like 48 scenarios or something. Like the one that we played last night. Um, one of our party suddenly became a were-rat. And was trying to cause swarms of rats to take over the world. And we had to prevent it from happening. Why would you prevent that? Because rats. Scratchy. We have cats. Glory. We're fine. And the plague. Don't yeah. forget the plague. Yeah. Did you yeah, know the way this thing is? Rats didn't actually spread the plague that much. Mm. Yeah. But uh, you, you think cats, if they actually had the choice to save the world and, or sit on their ass, what are they going to choose? Um, Hunt rats. Yeah, but they do that for sport. But that's not, out of any, not out of any necessities for survival. Um, just don't feed the buggers. <laughs> Oh right, so you're basically saying, yeah, the only way you're gonna get, the only way you're gonna get fed is if you kill these rats. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, so yeah, we were playing that. Uh, we played a good old game of Atmosphere. Very old nineties board game. We played the Harbingers, which was the last videotape board game before they gave up and 
few years later decided to do DVD versions of the game. It's very complicated to explain, but basically you as a group of people race against each other to try and beat the board game with a timer of 60 minutes. I'm sure the only one I've played with uses the, um, oh, I forgot which one it is, the one with the gatekeeper. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, memories. Stop! Oh, I know his name. Uh, yeah, ain't that right, Duncan? <laughs> I was so drunk. <laughs> I barely remember what happened. Nothing worse than at two o'clock in the morning playing a game of Atmosphere and having a card that said, at this time, yell stop, anyone who is scared loses a turn. We weren't did scared. Anyone, we just all turned around and went, what the hell? Yeah, we did. It was just like, what the f- what the- yeah. Why did you do that? And then realising, yeah, there was a card. But the fact that Duncan had it twice. <laughs> yeah, he did. That, that, something might have happened to Danny there. Mm. Yeah. It's like, you know, I'll just get all the cards that do exactly the same thing over and over. Because I'm sure that happened to Danny, actually. Yeah. yeah. The super drunk guy gets the same card twice in one game. No one else gets that card. Yeah. What we don't know is just never put the card back. <laughs> no, I assure like... you, it was two different cards with two different timestamps. <laughs> I turned it upside down and it said six minutes, now it says nine. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, there was there was those. And then actually, actually, yeah, I played, we played, uh, played Drop Mix. It's a harmonics board game. So the guys who did Rock Band and, uh... Zumba Fitness? No, they didn't do Zumba Fitness. They did just don't know. They did Summit, but they mainly did the Rock Band games. Your memory sounds as good as mine. Mm, yeah, no, it's it's good. But uh, yeah, it's a it's a it's a card game that teams of two or solo people try to beat each other in. They have to like get twenty one points before their opponent. But the unique feature of it is that every card has a RFID chip in it. And when that's read against the board, it starts playing a sample of music from a song. Like, for example, it could play vocals, or it could play a drum beat, or something like that. And as you play the game, the game makes a mix based on. Oh, off. Uh, I was wondering what game you went about. Yeah, I've played this with you. Yeah, that was the, that was the uh, siren, by the way, for Steph's figured out what Ryan's talking about. <laughs> They're coming so, for him. Finally. Yeah. That only goes off on special occasions. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, so we've been playing them. That was fun. Uh, I really should try and play some other games. To, uh, you know... Well, when through, are you but... joining us on Darkness again? Uh, I will join at some point. Once I've got, once I've got Bard and completed it. Huh? Once I've completed it and got Bard. Mm, no... You say that now. Anyway. Uh, right, so we are about 30 minutes in, so let's do some gaming news. What well, little that we have. Yeah. Like I say, slow news week, I and not joking about that anyway. But, uh, Steph, you like Monster Hunter World? I do. And there's a lot of people in the world who like Monster Hunter World. Yes, you know, it's the most sold game in Japan's history on Steam. Yeah, yeah, so it's, yeah, it's the And they've also been stopped from selling it. <laughs> because yeah, there's so, so many. Yeah, yeah it, so, it yeah. was the best selling game in, well, in it's China. The, it's the best selling game in Japan. It was also the best selling game in China. Yeah, it was. Except it's now not. Banned. 
Yeah, so um, Tencent, who the Chinese company that buys everything, including League of Legends, or should we say Riot, and other companies that also were the publisher for Capcom's Monster Hunter World, or more Capcom and Sony's Monster Hunter World. Um, but yeah, China have decided, nope. And no reason currently has been explained why. I was about why. to say, uh, is there actual reason? Because I've not seen or heard of one or anything. No, I mean, generally when it comes to China, there's a couple of reasons why they would take a game down. And it is, one, if it shows over-the-top scenes of, or um, over-the-top imagery of death. So there'd be sort of skeletons, grim reapers, blood... Uh, exposed bone isn't acceptable in China. So if you take into account of um, oh god, what was the what was the Grim Reaper character called in League of Legends? The one, um, that, like, the Lich. Oh god, um, I don't know. I forget. Carthus. Yes. That uh, one. I was a bit confused. Then I was trying to think. Are you trying to say is that oh, the one with the death ability? Yeah, Carthus. Yeah, I was having a hard yeah. time whether you're talking about Carthus uh, or Thresh, because they kind of both came to mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like in 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 that there was exposed, you know, there was exposed bits yeah, of undead. He was a skeleton. Bit. Yeah. Um, China didn't consider that acceptable, so he had to be just basically, like. Did he just get a black cl- mask or something? Yeah. Yeah, he was just a couple of eyes and, and cloth everywhere, so it was just completely. Unrecognizable from. I have to admit though, that's if I thought of the Grim Reaper, I do. I don't really think skeleton. I think black overalls with just like yellow or red eyes or something like that. Black overalls. Yeah, he works at a garage. Farmer Reaper. (laughs) Works at garage. Leave him alone. I mean, the scythe is a farming tool. I mean, the Grim Reaper could be a farmer. Yeah. An evil farmer. Yeah, he farms souls. Who works for Satan? Hold on a second, there's noise in the background. I mean, go on without me, but I just gotta go explore that. Alright, fair enough. He died. So, yeah, so, so, yeah, so Im- imagery of undeath, generally not acceptable in China. But the other thing is contrasting political views from the current government is also unacceptable. See, I don't know what that is at the minute for China, so... Um, so basically anything that isn't their communist... Oh, I understand that bit, but I mean, like, I don't know what their views are at the minute. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I mean, when it comes to when it comes to Monster Hunter, they've decided. No, we're not going to say anything. Just goodbye. Yeah, we're. I'm, I'm back in my way. Mm. Welcome back. My dad um, was was using a saw in the other room after I told him that I was recording this. I'm like, could you maybe hold on to that for half an hour? Just, oh, right, yeah, I'll, I'll hold on to it. It's going to be literally held into the day for half an hour. <laughs> just a, this is a nice saw. This is a good saw. Depends on what he's um, using it for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, yeah, so... Yeah, it's just bad. It's just bad to think that... I mean, it's a game about killing giant monsters. I don't know... So if it isn't the... You know the gruesome imagery business, and it isn't as I'm seeing this in the article by the BBC that we're looking at for this. You know, if it isn't excessive violence, drug taking, or sex, it's just you know. Have they got? Have they finally got um, 
a thing about cruelty to animals. I I don't know, but cruelty to giant monsters. Yeah, yeah cruelty to giant population decimating monsters. Hey, just because they're big and scary doesn't mean that they don't have souls and families and are capable of, of love feelings. and affection. Our oh, feelings. Just, I've just, <laughs> just realised they're everyone's monsters, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. It's, 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 it's communism again. <laughs> it's just, you will find we will make these monsters for every man. Or maybe uh, they just wanted to say, no, we, we only believe in one monster and he terrorises Japan for us. Yeah, it's, you know, it is... It is uh, very possible on that. Um, well, yeah, I guess Sony will just have to figure out how to... Um, Please know. the Chinese gods. Yeah, yeah saw that. Yeah, just just get a, just a nice trip over. But, um, yeah, the speaking of Sony, this one isn't in the list, but it is something that I have seen on the YouTubes and the, the web pages over the past few weeks. I saw various sources for it. Um... Bethesda have <laughs> decided they're the they're the next company to have a problem with uh, Sony's stubbornness at this point not to introduce crossplay for the for the PlayStation system and you know for PC um, to the point where they're saying well if Sony doesn't actually want to do crossplay uh, we're not going to release our Elder Scrolls themed card game on the PS Store. So, yeah. Yeah, probably based beneficial that, for them. Based on that, and the fact that everyone can have an opinion, are Sony being stupid to double down on lack of crossplay? I'm going to say yes. I would say yes as well. Everyone's doing it these days. Keep up or yeah. get left behind, son. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this. I mean, when did this actually start in terms of the crossplay business? It was. We would effectively say it was Rocket League, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah Rocket League, uh, Minecraft's now doing it. Um, yeah. There's uh, quite a few Fort- games trying to do it. Fortnite yeah. was the big one. Like, the ridiculous situation that, that on Sony, if you had even linked your Epic account to PlayStation Plus, at any point, you couldn't use that account on any other console. Sounds like Sony. Which, you know, is, is ridiculous. It's stupid. I mean, I know there was the, the opinion that the people saying, well, Epic should have sorted that out. Um, you know, they should have realised that that might happen. It's like, no. Not not fully. You know, it's a bit of a... You know, a bit of a silly opinion that... You know, oh, but publishers should just realise what, what console manufacturers are going to do all the time. No, they're not. But yeah, I think at this point, Sony just need to just give up. I know that they got hit with a hack a few years back, but, yeah, but to basically everyone did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 hack was Microsoft, um, Nintendo. Every single one of them got the hack. Yeah, because it happened all around the same time. Yeah, and I mean the, the I mean Sony's idea that the only way they can prevent the only way they can solve the security issue is to not allow any form of outside connection. It's a bit yeah, it's just a bit silly. Just well, I mean, for me. The, 
the proof is in the pudding. I mean, clearly it's not a problem that's exclusive to Sony if these other companies are having cross-compatibility and mm. they're not having any, specifically, any more issues than Sony is. Yeah, the, the only issue I see with that is how many Nintendo games are cross-platform? Because well, Every if, major third-party title at the moment seems to be having it. Because if you actually think of it, Microsoft's connecting to itself through PC, so I doubt they would have an issue with that. Mm. There might actually be a security issue somewhere down the line for Sony. I'm not saying there is, I'm not saying there isn't, but they might be, because Microsoft is just connecting to Microsoft. Mm. It's not like it's that much of a leap for them, it's like going to one building to the next star. Yeah, I guess that's true. Whilst with Sony, it's not like you're sending it to there, you're sending it to a whole new company. You might mm. as well be on the other side of the planet to Sony. Mm. I mean, physically they are, when you think about it. They, mm. they are on the other side of the planet. Yeah. So there could be that security risk that would lower their firewalls just to do this. Hmm. I doubt it'll be as bad as they think, though. No. No, I don't think it's going to be as bad as they reckon. I I think it's silly. Mo- I think it's a silly move for them to not go forward with any crossplay themselves because yeah. um, it'll make it a lot fairer for everyone because not everyone can afford to get multiple systems. And some people do prefer being set on certain systems. Mm. So it's a natural next step at the moment for us to go to a cross-play model with games. Because what each like developer can do, they can then encourage and enforce more like exclusive titles. And it could actually co- create more innovation in the actual game market at the moment. Because there's currently no ex- well, very little exclusivity anyway, and crossplay can just force them to do that. Yeah, I yeah I have my own sort of opinions on exclusivity as well. It's just I'm not 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 a fan of it. I mean, tell him you know, tell someone right. The only way you can get this game is if you buy our console. Well, and, I mean, like yeah. Halo. The only way you can get Halo is having Xbox. The only yeah. way to get what is what's PlayStation's. Uncharted. Uh, Uncharted's one. Uh, yes, that'd be that'd be the big one. Yeah. And then uh, Nintendo. Detroit, that one that just came out. <laughs> Nintendo yeah. is anything Mario. <laughs> Nintendo has a lot of exclusives. But then they have a lot more to work with than PlayStation and mm. their Xbox. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, based on sort of 1980s gaming, they've already mm. got an established mascot and everything like that. So. And the fact yeah. they basically own Sega. Yeah, Sega, Nintendo's bitch. Yeah, Sega has become the uh, the the uh, the homeless guy that lives in Nintendo's basement. Yeah, so, yeah, Sega, Sega's the mercenary of the console generation now. Well, they're more of a publisher now than they are an actual developer. They yeah, they will actually build you a console works. though. If you pay them, they will make you a console. <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah, that. Well, I could I could deal with a new Mega Drive. Oh, it's not Mega Drive. It's basically they make their brand new. It's basically like a Steam playing game, but for Sega games. Oh, oh damn. Oh well, now I got burnt by the Dreamcast. I'm not. I'm not going there again. Uh, <laughs> GameCube. You can't beat the GameCube on a 64. 64 and GameCube best consoles they ever made. That's Nintendo. Yeah. 
That's the, oh yes. What did the stake? Oh, Sega's taking Mega Drive on it. Duh. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. Losing the plot. Yeah. Still, Nintendo oh. best games they ever made. Best thing they ever made. GameCube, Nintendo 65. Oh yeah. No, it is. It's good. Still got. Still a silver GameCube around. I've got a purple yeah. one. The original. Yeah. They were. They were. They were. They were the good ones. Star Fox 64 right. for life. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I wish. Right, oh, so sorry, no, no, no. I have to be sensitive to my UK uh, audience here. Uh, Star Wing 64 for life. Oh, jeez. Oh, Renaming of... Oh, that one just... Yeah, that that is that is an opinion for another podcast. That is just Ryan's hatred of why they rename games for international audiences for no reason whatsoever. Right, Ryan, they, they, they renamed... Legal reasons. They renamed a pathway. Well, they they basically named things. Americans are stupid. Let's put it that way. And uh, after that, uh, like, I don't care. We can lose all the Americans. We don't need them. Let's just make this a UK and Canada exclusive podcast. Yeah. European and Canada. We will also want Mexicans. No, no, no. You guys did Brexit. You're not allowed to sell it to the UK anymore. No, no. we can sell to the UK. We can't sell Europe. Okay, Excuse so me, we're going for I Russia. So we're aiming this at Russia, Africa, the whole of Asia, um, Mexico, yeah, Mexican, Mexico, uh, and Canada. Have we're going to get banned from China. <laughs> Why? We're talking about Monster Hunter. <laughs> Conflicting <Or> political views. <laughs> for excessive violence, drug use, gore, you know, sex, things like that. Yep. <laughs> uh, I'm only baking one of them, and that's Gar. Oh. <laughs> yes. Uh, speaking of gore, uh, the last bit of news that I found was... Uh, remember Darius was talking about Vampire last week, uh, Duncan? Oh, yes. Darius, our favourite vampire. Yes, the, yes. The good vampire. Uh, everyone's everyone's favourite vampire. Um, yeah, so we were mentioning that Vampire, uh, or vampire was very dialogue-heavy. Well, it got um, it got a bit of attention, and the makers of the game, Don't Nod, have managed to grant TV adaptation rights to Fox. So there will now be a vampire TV spin-off series. Do you think it's going to be what we expect, though, considering Fox's buyout from Disney? Ah. From Disney, you'll get its hands on it somehow. Well, I mean, it's a subsidiary of, of Fox but, at the moment. It's Fox 21. Uh, uh, have you actually heard what Nintendo's... Act- Nintendo? Why am I talking about... What Disney was actually thinking of doing to them? No. Um, there was... I don't... It's basically a rumour, because it never got really spread that far about them. Um, for 21st Century Fox, and they bought them out, is to get rid of it completely. Because it clashes with something that... Um, that Disney works upon, and it's part of their policies. Oh, wow. You know, there's, there's something in like the rest of the world called competition law. <laughs> and uh, Monopoly. I think Disney would probably do well to realise that. Yeah, but then all you have to do for that quite easily is just keep it a separate business. Mm. Yeah. But, yeah, that's, that's Disney and the House of Mouse, you know. Uh, so what you're saying? So what you're saying is that Darius is a Disney princess now. 
Uh, yeah, basically. Disney Vampire Princess, Darius. Yes. That's a lie. He hasn't got nice, long, uh, magical powers. You have to introduce him as such next time he's on the podcast. Yeah. Mag magical yeah. Disney Princess, Darius. Oh, that is so happening. Um, so, yeah, so it turns out that don't not have been doing this with their games before, though. So did you know that they're actually making a TV adapter adaption of Life is Strange? Uh, yeah, I don't know that. Yeah, so the the great point and click adventure game with branching storylines is becoming a fixed TV show. That probably won't work. Life is strange. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they've, they've got they've got form, but like TV Netflix is working on a Witcher TV show. Yeah. And Showtime has got Halo. Yeah. I'm just gonna wonder how they're gonna have their main character being a guy in a helmet. I mean, they could they could go all V for Vendetta, get someone like Hugo Weaving to just you know do the voice of Beefy Master Chief. But um, yeah, so they're, Hugo they're doing Hugo Weaving as Master Chief. <laughs> oh yes, yes, I will take on the. Uh, I will get the forefathers. Um, I don't know anything about Halo now. It's been so long. I don't know who the bad Mr. guys and who the good guys are anymore. Good to see you again. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Mr. Arbiter. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, actually, no, I think that would work. Just get Hugo weaving into anything. That would work very well. Um, this is actually leading me, me to a new segment that I'm deciding to call the Spot Call. Uh-oh. So, uh, yeah, do you remember I was, I was saying there was that, uh, that, that question that I wanted just to, to think about but not know? about at the moment so I've got Gnomes. a little game a very little game it's a very quick game I'm going to give each of you three one minute to answer my question and I'll just decide who's got the most compelling or best answer out of it because uh, I'll be fun okay so the question is this based on the fact that Don't Nod's game the Vampire TV spin-off if you had infinite money and just a network executive who went and said, yes, I'll air that, what video game would you like to see made into a TV series? You'll get a minute to explain each. So we'll just go there. And I'll start with Steve. Oh, oh. Um... <laughs> you threw him off. <laughs> right, um, actually... I've got one thing for you that might surprise. Okay. There was one, there was one game series that I played yep. on PlayStation some okay. years ago. I did not ever play its third game that was released because it was a monstrosity. Mm -hmm. But I would like them, if I had the money to do it, probably do a continuation of Dino Crisis games. Oh, Time Crisis. Okay, you've got no, a minute. No, Dino Crisis. Oh, Dino time. Crisis. Sorry. Yeah. Okay, well, you've still got a minute. Yeah, because they never completed the story from the second game. Hmm. And when they did the third game that was released on Xbox, it was set in the future with genetically modified dinosaurs and an absolute monstrosity of a game. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Okay. That's probably what I would do, probably bring that back. Okay, quick quick question on that. Who would be your leading role? Leading role? Um, mm -hmm. Oh, great. We have to think of that too. For it. Yeah. Your actor or actress. So I haven't played Dino Crisis, so I don't know if it was male or female that was the lead character in it. So, um, 
but it could be either role from the second in the second game. In the first one, the main character was G- was Regina. Okay. So it would have to be. Oh shit! Sorry, <laughs> can't say. I've thought about who could <laughs> be the one to cover that. Um, I don't know. Okay. Not really Fair thought enough. about it. Time <laughs> kind of threw me on the spot a bit. <laughs> That's yeah, the that, that was the whole, that was the whole point. But yeah, that would be what I would do if I fair had the money to do it. Okay, so fair enough. So we got a TV remake or of, of Dino Crisis or continuation thereof. Yeah. Okay, so Duncan, uh, what TV series quick. game would you have? Uh, quick question. Uh, mm-hmm. Does it have to be live action and does it have to be from a video game series or can it be one game? It can be from any game or video game series and... It can be either live action or animated. Then this one's easy for me. I'm going to go okay. with an anime adaptation of The World Ends With You, my very oh. favorite Nintendo DS game. Oh, yes, here we go. So your time started. Why would you do this? Okay, I mean, the game is already pretty well suited for an anime. Its story is pretty solid. Its characters are great. Uh, I think that having an anime adaptation would give an excellent opportunity to explore maybe some of the backgrounds, the yeah. histories of... Uh, our main characters a little bit more uh, you know and we can maybe get a bit of a better perspective on events that are happening outside the main storyline because uh, a lot of pacing of the game kind of depends on focusing the narrative uh, as much as possible on what is relevant to our main protagonists and having them find out about certain things at certain times but if you were to expand that into an animated series you would have a little bit more freedom to explore the perspectives of other characters who are also doing important things at different times throughout the game. Um, mm. Should I explain what the the world ends with you is in case there's anyone who knows, <laughs> or should I do that after my my spiel? So your time your time's run out, so we can explain a little bit about the world's end with you. Uh, world ends with you. So it was a um, so it was a Square Enix RPG for the DS. Yeah, it's a 2D action RPG made by the same team that developed uh, Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories, I believe. Mm-hmm. And it is yeah. very similar to like a Kingdom Hearts action RPG game uh, in its overall presentation, only it's two-dimensional. Uh, forget that card game mechanic bullshit, though. That's stupid. <laughs> um, hey, so like basically, that. the premise is you've got a bunch of teenage kids in Japan, Tokyo mm-hmm. specifically, uh, who, uh, spoilers, they're all dead. Um, (laughs) And the whole point of what they're doing in the afterlife is that they have to participate in what's called the, uh, what's it called, the Reaper's Game, Mm -hmm. in order to earn their way back into real life. Uh, If they fail, they get erased from existence, and their soul is dispersed, uh, and so they get access to a bunch of psychokinetic powers uh, to aid them in their undead adventures. And it is very, very, very good, and it is also being remade for the Switch later this October. Oh, yes. I now actually want a Switch. I want a Switch because I loved it for the DS. And the the best thing, I know that they've done an iPad and an Android version of it called the Solo Edition. But what I liked about World Ends With You was its fighting mechanic. So you always controlled the main character. Mm-hmm. Um, so you would fight. And you would be on the bottom screen. So you would be fighting the monsters and doing whatever. At the same time, you would have a partner, which was also part of the storyline for it. 
and they would also be fighting a separate set of monsters, so you would sort of desync from each other. And it had like this weird like switch mechanic, so you could bounce your attacks between characters in order to try and take on all the monsters at the same time. And I really liked it. It was intuitive, especially using the DS's sort of me- mechanics and you know stylus controls and the face buttons to to you know to work out. So yeah, actually. I thought it was really interesting. I liked that. I, th- I thought it was interesting how they made basically every single function. Uh, in the game, all stylus controlled, so it was like a hundred percent stylus. And then they also had the only time you ever used the buttons were to control the character on the top screen. Mm. Uh, and I have played the solo remix on my phone. I've quite played played it quite extensively actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what they do to resolve that in the phone version and the mobile version is um, essentially uh, all of your abilities are uh, represented by pins or badges that you equip and you can use in battle as a result. Uh, Essentially the way the partner works in the solo version is they're essentially treated as like a free badge that isn't uh, treated as part of like your main roster and they are they are activated and their abilities are used in the same way that you use a badge so like whatever input you would use to use a certain pin uh, you would also use that input for your partner and so depending on what kind of pins you have uh, you know you can sort of alternate and create combos going back and forth between your abilities and your partner's abilities Uh, so yeah you're kind of you're kind of uh, you're kind of made to change your playstyle depending on which partner you have because you have different partners throughout the game uh, because they're all activated in different ways so I thought that was kind of interesting Fair dues, yeah. Like I say, I, man, I've got to, I've got to grab that again. I think, but uh, yeah. So we've currently got Dino Crisis, and we've got The World Ends with You. Uh, so uh, the long-awaited thinking time of Steph. Yes, I've been researching stuff. Oh, cheat! <laughs> I, I needed to know people's names, or I'm just gonna say other shows and not know <laughs> names. Like, if I anyone's this gonna get extra time show. to get names and specific details down, it's Stefan. He's the most likely person to start using words like thing and stuff and oh, yeah. whatever, <laughs> you know, things like that. Yeah. So, fair enough. So, have you got right. an answer for us, Stefan? Yeah. 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 What have you got? Uh, well, I'm not that far into the game, but Monster Hunter World. I'd love to see <laughs> that as an actual TV show because it'll have okay, adventure. It'll have epic i think it'll just be epic overall um it's already in the works is it a film anyway (laughs) yeah i don't want a film i want a tv show okay (laughs) i get that the film's already in the works with mila jovovich being because oh of course it's going to be bloody mila jovovich it's like i I find the flash tv show is going to be better than the flash film Hmm. okay Just like so, Batman TV shows are better than most Batman films. So, so who who would your who would your lead actor be for? Well, seeing that Monster Hunter World, there's actually three of them. I would want three. So, I was thinking Steve. I don't know his last name from Arrow. Okay. Um, um, I think it's Stephen Alman. Oh yeah, Stephen Amell. That's Amell. Um, he'll be the upcoming hunter. That's basically. Trying to get into the world, get his name all big. Um, I'll want Jenna Coleman. Jenna Coleman? Yeah. I think it is. 
Okay. She would be his, um, basically his handler, who would have all the information he needs for hunts, give him all the info, like, okay, to prepare for this hunt, you will need this and this and this. Mm-hmm. And then, I was thinking someone like Van Diesel, who would be, like, the veteran who showed... Shut up. He would be the um, mm. one who's the veteran showing him the ropes, getting him along to get to the bigger hunts. Oh, okay, fair enough. So you were, yeah, you were a little over time on that, but you were in a flow, so I could just yeah. kept that going. Uh, oh, this is this is a tough decision. You've had the most time to think out of all of us because you came up with the questions. So don't back out now. Oh no, no, I never said it was for me to find an answer. Yeah, he he was, was the one picking. Determine who. Yeah, my my. Oh, you're picking, picking the favourite person. Of these. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this is this is awful. I want I want a World Ends with You TV series. Yes. I I want it. So, I, yes, believe me. I like big beefy dinosaurs and big beefy monsters. But we've had Jurassic Park, and we've had. Well, to be fair, we've had Rampage. True. <laughs> I'm going to give a break from the video game movies for a little while before we start throwing them into Monster Hunter. Uh, yeah. But yeah, a, a sort of a TV series that, that looks on, you know, a very evil game with a very nice prize for people who are dead does sort of work. And yeah, it definitely fits in the anime style. So... Yeah, I have to. I have to to give that one to to Duncan for this week. Yay! What do I win? When do uh, we start filming? Yeah. So what you win is the ability to now go and ask TV network executives. Now put your idea you forward and see if you can get it or not. Yeah. Well, you have, uh, we're gonna have, have to buy. Honor. We're probably gonna have to buy about 10 million copies of The World Ends with You when it comes on Switch before they even consider it. So uh, tell your friends. Yeah, <laughs> tell everyone, tell everyone. Yeah. Oh man, you know Square Enix, just get them going. Hell, they might even do a just a just do one of their movies. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind at all. So I'd like to point yeah. out we're not sponsored. No, we're not <laughs> sponsored in any way, shape, no. or form by by Square Enix, Capcom, the government of China, or Rooster Teeth. Um, or Sony. Or Microsoft. Yeah, or, or Sony, or, or, or anyone else. Hell, we're not even sponsored by Immaterial Gamers, because we're I don't have the PC. budget for that. We're on PC, of course Sony doesn't sponsor us. Yeah, well, true. No cost compatibility, yes. remember? Yeah, <laughs> that, is, that, is, that is fair enough. So, uh, yeah, before we go and wrap this up, I just want to just want to explain how weird it is you know, to have pop culture just invade your life while doing normal, normal stuff. So, I am a weird nerd. I watch pro wrestling. I can sit there and watch anime films. I play video games. I go bingo. That, that's bingo. old people. That's not pop I, That's old people. I am a 30-year-old male. I think bingo is perfectly fine. And if I win money, screw you all. I've never <laughs> played a lot of that. But, yeah. No, it was just weird in terms of my pop culture referencing to be walking past the TV in the slot machine room and I hear the emergency broadcast system from Rooster Teeth's Day 5. Oh yeah, Sky's got it, hasn't they? Yeah. Telling you this. Pick TV, which is effectively what used to be called Sky 3 in the UK, have picked up the first series of Day 5. 
Oh <laughs> boy. I, I yeah, I had just caught a, the barest of whispers about the the day by being appearing on TV. That yeah. sounds pretty awesome. Yeah. So people in the UK who are not who haven't necessarily been Rooster Teeth fans will be able to get to watch a live action TV series. Um, most of America that aren't watching or that aren't like Rooster Teeth first members get to watch it on the El Rey network. They get to yep. watch both series. Um, the way that we the way that the UK works, we only ever buy one series at a time, and then if the ratings are good, it'll happen. But I with Pick TV and Sky, I reckon both series will end up there soon enough. Which then that gives Rooster Teeth the actual money to do a third series. Our new film. So, yeah. Yeah. So who would have thought a company who started by doing comedy videos based on Halo would, would do that. one would one day appear on uh, British television? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we're not you know, we're not talking I know people can turn around and say, Oh yeah, Netflix, they've had Red vs. Blue on Netflix, yeah, yeah. It's like, no, this is this is big. The very picky UK TV communities went and said, Yeah, we'll pick that up. Yeah, we'll but come it. on. From what they do show already, it was kind of a give they would take it at some point. Even while Rooster yeah. Teeth was dead and buried or at some other point. And again, that one was not sponsored by, you know, anyone in particular. The BBC, Rooster Teeth, or anyone else of the above. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was Actually, not uh... Sky, BBC, Rooster Teeth, or... Or, or oh, UK TV. I actually just picked up the uh, Blu-ray uh, uh, combo set from uh, from RTX for of Day Five, both one yeah. and season one and two were on sale there. Uh, it's not even available for sale on their website yet, I don't believe, but uh, yeah. they had it. They had a few extra. They had a few advanced copies available for RTX attendees, so I'm gonna be watching oh. that soon. Oh, you know, you know, if they if they decide. To manage to get a Blu-rays for RTX London, it may end up being picked up. Just a, just a thing. Other than that, I just need to make sure that if 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 that isn't the case, I just need to make sure I uh, do a TiVo box recording. I, I I feel like you're gonna go there with an empty bag and come back with an overfilled bag. Yeah, there'll be there'll be a segment of the podcast the week after that just called Ryan's sparkly shiny shit. <laughs> Are you gonna buy one of them like thirty pound boxes where it's like what uh, the what the content is over fifty quid? Yeah, I'll do an audio unboxing of stuff. It's like guys, look at this. I have a mystery look at this. box. It's a it's a it's a it's a Furby. <laughs> Steven Universe. <laughs> yeah. That's oh, what I got in up. mine when I went to Austin. Yeah. I, I got a plushie of Steven Universe. It's worth thirty yeah. quid. Yeah, it's probably going to happen. I'm going to be broke next month. <laughs> oh, man. Right, so we are running way over time here. Uh, I'm seeing this on my recording. We're at one hour, seven minutes. And I said we're going to try and keep these to about 45 minutes, 50 minutes each. So, uh, yeah. We did well. Oh, just, it just it just feels more comfortable. Um, you know, seem to actually be getting into it a bit. So, yeah, that'll be fun. But that is it for this week's Immaterial Gamers podcast, which doesn't currently have a name yet. I ah, see. I got the order right. Oh, did you? Time. <laughs> yeah. And since I since I don't have to introduce myself at the end of the podcast, I will wish everyone a good week and we'll and a merry Christmas. You. We won't see you in Christmas, but <laughs> uh, we will 
Wow, someone's bored. Cheers, Steve. You bored. Steve's falling oh, asleep on us. <laughs> yeah, so... Sorry, yeah, I'm so, just, uh, just a little tired. I'm sorry, I've not enough. been sleeping that well, that's all it is. Ah, uh, fair enough. Five hours oh. sleep, one of us. <laughs> hey. Hey, I usually do less than that. Right. I, I, I do less than that already. Right, okay. Either way, we will see you all next week. See you later, Yachtograms. See you later. See you, Grandpa Steven. Hey. Still here for now.